brother! Guys, if you haven't heard, Disney World and Disneyland recently announced that they will be shutting down one of their big three rides at Magic Kingdom. Splash Mountain. Now the log flume attraction and ride will still exist, but it's going to be getting a shiny new facelift all themed around Disney's animated classic, The Princess and the Frog. Or as I like to call it, The Princess Frog. The Princess Frog and a Disneyland? This works out really well because Splash Mountain is already located next to Norland Square where The Princess and the Frog already takes place. But the real reason they're doing this, as I'm sure many of you are already aware, is that the original source material for Splash Mountain is a movie called Song of the South, a decisively racially insensitive movie which features an ex-slave telling white children stories of the South and portraying a largely idealistic relationship between slaves and their owners. And if you're wondering, or have been wondering, uh, wow, how did this ever even come to be the movie they chose for the ride? Well, today we get to the bottom. Okay, so if you've ever been to Disney World or Disneyland and ridden Splash Mountain and found yourself wondering, where are all of these characters even from? You are not alone. Story time. I remember the very first time I ever went to Disney World in 1999, and the Magic Kingdom was easily my favorite of the four parks. Although as an adult, I have to admit, it's probably Animal Kingdom. I mean, Escape from Everest, Flight of Passage, you might see Kevin walking around, and the Safari? <gasps> Take me back. But anyway, back then, Magic Kingdom had three big rides they were promoting. Space Mountain, Thunder Mountain, and Splash Mountain. Now, sadly, when we were there as kids, Space Mountain was being refurbished, so we didn't get to ride it, which was a serious bummer, but it was totally okay because Splash Mountain and Thunder Mountain were still so much fun. Not to mention Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin. If you wanna see how to get a perfect score, check out the card. Both Splash and Thunder Mountain are located in Frontierland right next to each other, but are very different in several ways. Firstly, one of them is a runaway train ride and the other is a log flume, but secondly, Thunder Mountain isn't based around or themed after any existing Disney movie. It is just itself, just a runaway train ride. I actually have a note here from Ben that he has ridden it in Disneyland World and Disneyland Paris, and apparently Paris is the best one. Splash Mountain, on the other hand, is very clearly based around a movie. It's what's known as a dark ride, where you slowly move through various scenes from a movie and watch the different iconic scenes get played out by various animatronics. Also, your boat goes down a 90-foot drop and you get soaked at the bottom. <laughs> it's awesome. Or, better yet, you don't get soaked, but the person sitting next to you gets drenched and it's like, oh, if only we'd switch seats, am I right? <laughs> but anyway, while the ride is clearly based around a movie, what's not clear is what movie. I remember as a kid being very confused by this. Like there were characters walking around outside the ride and they looked very associated with the ride and maybe vaguely familiar. But like most of the time when it came to Disney, even as a kid, even if I hadn't seen the movie, I knew it existed and could at least identify where the characters were from. But this was different. It was like they maybe existed on the fringe of my Disney knowledge. Like maybe there was a song included on one of those like old VHS Disney sing-alongs you used to get. No, just us? Okay, all right, it's fine. I just couldn't place it, but I didn't really worry that much about it. I mean, the characters seemed 
charming, the ride was super fun, and it ends with zippity doo dah and it was clearly where that song came from. Although I will say, whilst researching this video, I learned that zippity doo dah also has its own racially insensitive origins, so... My takeaway as a kid coming off this ride was that clearly whatever movie this was, was a Disney classic and I just hadn't come across it yet, but I was sure that I would someday in my childhood experience. But no, that never happened. I never did come across what movie this was from. And I mean, honestly, I didn't dwell on it too much. I was 10, I just wanted to go on more rides and like buy Rhino, which I did. I've still got him. His name is Reginald. Dad was all like, you can pick out anything you want in the entire store. And I don't think in a million years he could have guessed I was going for the Rhino, but <laughs> he was wrong. Super fun carrying it around the park like this the rest of the day and getting it on the plane ride home. Cause I pretty much had to hold it the whole way. Cause we didn't have like room for another piece of storage. I don't think I thought it through. Not that I have any regrets, Reginald. But the reason I never found out where all of the characters from Splash Mountain came from was because to this day, Disney has never released to home video the movie Song of the South in America. Never. The movie was made in 1946 and has been released six times in theaters. The latest time was in 1986. And it was even shown occasionally on the Disney Channel all the way up until 2001. It actually did get some home video release in European and Asian markets, but to this day, still never in America. Even today on like Disney Plus not included. Now, sure, when it came out in 1946, there wasn't even such a thing as watching movies at home, and Disney didn't start releasing movies for home release until 1981, and even then, it was exclusively as movies available to rent. You couldn't purchase them. But either way, it doesn't really matter because it's still the only animated Disney movie to never get a home release. And the reason is because Disney is afraid of the movie's controversial reputation. And rightfully so. Disney movies in particular have a way of becoming part of the collective conscious of American children, and normalizing a story like that is indeed very ill-advised. But then bringing it back to Splash Mountain, you might be wondering, well, if they were cautious enough to never release the movie, how on earth did they end up building a 90-foot log flume around it? Personal headcanon is that they started the Emperor's New Groove with the roller coaster sequence with the sole intent of making a movie that they could then eventually rebrand Splash Mountain around. Pull the lever, crunk. Either way, there's not really a good excuse for why they ended up choosing Song of the South, but Here's what happened. It all starts with an attraction known as the Country Bear Jamboree, which was originally supposed to be part of a Disney ski resort in California. But before the planning for the ski resort was complete, Walt himself died and so did the plans for the resort. The Country Bear Jamboree, however, did not die. It just changed venues and opened in 1971 at Disney World to extremely positive public reception. And so naturally, Disney sought to replicate the attraction in Disneyland, which they did. And they actually built two theaters at Disneyland so they could run the show twice as often in a completely new area of the park known as Bear Country. And at first, this was a monumental hit. 
it. People loved it. But it turns out the Country Bears Jamboree was sort of a flash in the pan and the popularity slowly waned as did the entire section of Bear Country which housed just a single other attraction, Davy Crockett's Explorer Canoes. And as a result, Bear Country just ended up as one of the more vacant areas of the park. A problem which was then furthered along by Bear Country sort of serving as a dead end. Unless you wanted to do one of the two attractions there, there was no reason for you to just accidentally even find yourself there. You wouldn't even just be like passing through on your way to something else. And Bear Country wasn't the only attraction in the park seeing less foot traffic. Over in Tomorrowland, an attraction known as America Sings was also starting to see significantly less attendance. America Sings was a ride that featured a huge cast of animal animatronics and was originally built to replace the Carousel of Progress in Disneyland after it got moved to Disney World, which Low-key is one of my favorite attractions to just sit down and get out of the hot sun for 20 minutes in Florida. It's a great, big, beautiful tomorrow, shining at the end of every day. <laughs> what a bop. America Sings was built originally to celebrate the bicentennial of America. But after that came and went, it felt very out of place in Tomorrowland, which otherwise focuses on the future. And, and on top of those two problems, there was a big push from a guy named Dick Nunes, the chairman of Walt Disney Attractions, to include a log flume at Disneyland. And I'm sure you can see where this is going, but the simultaneous solution to all three of these problems was Splash Mountain. The giant log flume, would serve as a marquee attraction and get people moving back into the vacant bear country area of the park. The huge cast of animal animatronics from America Sings could be repurposed and reused on the ride. And so what they then needed was a movie that fit in nicely with the very southern anthropomorphic country bear jamboree. And the very southern movie, which already featured a large cast of animals, including a large bumbling bear, was Song of the South. Construction for the ride cost $75 million, which for comparison's sake was about the same price it took to build the rest of all of Disneyland once you adjust for inflation. The price for that was $17 million in 1955. The ride opened in 1989 and they renamed the entire section of the park from Bear Country to Critter Country to welcome all of the new animals on the ride. Also, fun fact, while the ride features lap bars to, you know, hold you into the log. That was not an innovation added until, wait for it, 2011. How did they make it 22 years without lap bars? But more importantly, how did they make it 30 years before finally deciding to give this ride a facelift? I mean, the Emperor's New Group came out in 2001. The ride is right there in the movie. I don't know what they've been waiting for. But in the end, honestly, The Princess and the Frog is a way better and awesome solution to this problem. And I am just so glad they are finally taking care of it. But guys, there you go. That is the weird history of how Splash Mountain came to be. Let me know what is your favorite ride at Disney World in the towel section down below. Hey guys, if you missed trivia last week, do not worry. We are back at it again this Friday, July 10th at 6 p.m. Eastern. And this time we are not just focusing in on one fandom, but everything we cover here at Super Carlin Brothers. So you can expect questions from Disney, Pixar, Marvel, Star Wars, 
and Harry Potter. Do you have what it takes to be the champion of them all? Tune in this Friday to find out. Guys, thanks as always for watching today's video. Please remember to leave a like on it if you haven't already and subscribe so you don't miss any future Disney World action from us. If you want to see Ben and I test out six different Walt Disney World myths, you can check out this video right here. But Ben, until next time, I will see you in another life, brother.